Hold on. Oh, do you need permission to record? Yes, please. Allow record. Okay. All right, here we go in three and two and one. Here we go again with Snap Tackle Pod. Thanks for being with us. I'm Mick Schaefer of 41 Action News. This guy right here is Dion Closeau of Preps KC. What's going on, Dion? It's you couldn't tell him with Preps KC. Okay? It's quarters huh? weather. Well, I, I just threw the sweatshirt on. You're a hoodie. You're a Belichick guy. Well, I'm not. I'm a quarter zip guy, but you know, the I only have one quarter zip that's preps KC, so I kind of pick my spots with that. And um, my basement, it's always it's always fall in my basement, so it's it's always. I mean, I, I will work down here on Friday nights in with a sweatshirt on. It's about about nine thirty ten o'clock, even in the middle of summer. I've got a sweatshirt on, so it, your basement, your basement slash the world headquarters. Yes, KC. Yes. The studio. This is the studio portion right nice. here. So that's yeah, fun. no, it's uh that's one of the beauties of our house is that it stays cool in the basement year round, and, uh, and so that's it's always cool. So I'm, even when I'm in a short sleeve, you know, polo, polo or something like that, I by the end of the day, if it's if it's getting cool outside, then I'm a, I got to throw on a sweatshirt. All right, so um, here's the deal. Every year we remark on how quickly the season goes. <laughs> I'm going to say it again this year. It seems like it's moving along even quicker this year. We're in week six in Missouri, week five in Kansas. The, the playoffs are just over the horizon again. Cross your fingers on those playoffs. But, uh, but it's moved along once again this year, and that's a good thing, I guess, that we're, we're here in this, at this point in the season and talking about uh, all the football that's been played. Yeah, you can start to smell the playoffs at this point. Yeah, this is if you're a team that's really good, you're just saying, hey, let's just keep playing well, take care of our business, don't get hurt. Don't get hurt at this point. And if you're a team that's struggling, this is the grind. This is the part where you figure out, are you going to kind of turn things around and get going? Or is this the part where you're just like, oh, we're in week six, week five. We've got about three more weeks to go here, and then we're, we're done. You know, we can get out of this thing here. So it, this, is a, this is the grind part of the season that everybody has to go through. And um, we get some good games. There's no doubt. I mean, you get, you get some good matchups. And, and in fact <laughs> – you get some games you didn't know you'd have the week before. So it's always, it's always interesting to see. And there's been a, a bit of a flurry again this week. And uh, my schedule update changes, which pages, which is I update seems like every day now. Um, I try to update, you know, when I know something for sure. And then things change even on that sense too. So got some different games out there this week, uh, highlighted by Maryville and Odessa playing each other. That's great. Uh, due, due, to, due to some COVID issues. And uh, those are two class three state champions, you know, from the last few years going at it. And so that'll be, a fun one for everybody down there in Odessa and Maryville. So in Maryville and we have Odessa. What other what other games are we catching on the fly here? Okay, well, Leavenworth and Lansing are not playing. I think there were some concerns. Lansing may have had some issues with some either some exposure, some cases. The football team was cleared was going to play. They were literally off, then on and off again in the span of less than twenty four hours. And so Leavenworth is just going to sit the week out. I have an idea for you. I have an idea, and I want ten percent of your earnings. Write a book about this season, okay? And you just have to be the Kansas City metro area, maybe include, you know, all of Missouri and all of Kansas. You could write a book about all the stories that we've heard this year. How about Lewisburg playing with 14 yeah. players last week? Yeah, so they were down to hardly anybody left and played pretty tough in that game. Beat, I mean, they almost beat a really good Piper team. Yes. 14. Yeah, so I mean, and you know, and, and like uh, DeSoto was set to play Spring Hill. I guess Spring Hill has a, a positive case or they're in quarantine. So, uh, DeSoto was looking to play McPherson. McPherson was eventually was actually playing Leavenworth for about four hours yesterday. Uh, so that got switched around. I, I was emailing with with Matt Webb, the Maryville coach, and he's like, what do you think about this team? What do you think about that team? I hear this. I hear that. And I'm like, 
I was like, well, this, I think this would be a good game for you. And, and that kind of thing. So it was all over the place and, and, you know, who knows how the week's going to end up, but you know, some weeks are more like that than others. And, and, and this was just one of those weeks where uh, what caused the, the Harris, the, the Maryville Odessa game is uh, Warrensburg has a positive case. And so they're set down, they were going to play Odessa and center who played Warrensburg last week. They're quarantining now because they played against them. Um, so now Harrisville had to go find and they're playing McDonald County, which I, as of right now, don't know. I know what their logo is. Where is McDonald County? I, I'm thinking South, South Central, maybe. I don't know. I, I, let, let me do this way. As we're recording this, that's so fresh. I went and found their logo and get that, that up on the screen. I'll look and see where they are <laughs> when I go look for their roster here in a little bit. <laughs> and we're recording this on a Wednesday. So all yes. those might be moot points by the yes. time Thursday or Friday. There's probably going to be maybe one or two more by the time we, by the time you get to Friday. That's why if you haven't noticed, we have these schedule updates right on the front of the page and it just i just keep updating it all season long i mean you have so many you had, you had goodland kansas where the entire coaching staff was in quarantine a few weeks ago so what the ad and the the superintendent came down and they coached the game you had bueller a few weeks ago also in kansas on a friday afternoon tweeting out looking for an opponent using twitter to look for an opponent that night i talked to jason west from uh from misha who's there their uh, you know public relations guy, kind of a little jack of all trades up there at Misha. Yeah. Um, he was on Friday. He's like uh, Poplar Bluffs looking for somebody, and I go, dude. I was like, hopefully they're gonna go, they're gonna travel and willing to play on a Saturday because I don't think anybody at three o'clock in the afternoon is gonna get on a bus and drive to Poplar Bluff. Um, so yeah, no, that's how. And I don't think Poplar Bluff ended up playing last week. So there is a little bit of that. There's some Thursday, Friday. Let's find a game. Let's do that. And uh, it is crazy. Um, but one thing, and you can knock on wood on this. I have not heard of a, of Team X playing Team Y and, and Team X having a case of somebody and then Team Y getting it. So the, yeah. there is no cross-team transmission. It's just somebody in the school gets it, somebody on the team gets it, they're hanging around each other. There's a lot more of that extended. I mean, your son plays football. If there's somebody in his position group that gets it, there's a chance that he's going to be exposed. He, he yeah. will be exposed, and there's a chance that he may get it. I mean, that's just the nature of the, how they're together. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, this is Snap Tackle Pod. I'm Mick Schaefer, Dion Clisso, uh joining us as well. All right, so um, do we know who the best team on the Missouri side is yet? We thought maybe Ray Peck, but then, I mean, obviously a tough game against Lee Summit West. Yeah. They get the victory. Lee Summit West, is, is, are they the new, new team? How, how I said Liberty. Liberty's the most consistent team. Liberty's really point. good, right? Yeah. Yeah, they, they've been consistent. You know, um, they've got a really good tailback in, in Wintrick Williams and uh, Smith, their quarterback, is he just he just does everything, you know, just kind of, kind of puts them in the right position to win games. And defensively, they're really solid. And they play well in the fourth quarter. So they're they're not flashy. They're not, you know, going to come out and you go, oh, wow, look at – but they, they just come out and they win games and they're playing really well. Uh, and they should cruise until week eight when they play Ray Peck uh, and, and, and then maybe – uh, North Kansas City the last week of the season. That's a that's a little sneaky game that if you're Liberty and you and you if you get a good win over Ray Peck or if you come out on a loss on Ray Peck, you got to be careful that that whatever happens that last week you don't get caught slipping yeah. there in that situation. But no, Liberty's pretty good. I tell you, Rockers is playing really well. They were impressive over Bishop Age last week, yeah. and uh, they're getting it together. At least in the West. I mean, hats off to them. Uh, they came out and played a great game and. Uh, that, you know, coming off a Liberty loss. So, I mean, I think there's, those are the four teams, those are four teams that are right. I think there's four or five teams. Yeah. That, that could make a run and be the best team and, and end up with the hardware this year. I, I think it's an exciting race on the, on the, uh, on the Missouri side. Yeah. You know, and, uh, and even at least some at North team is out there. It's kind of dangerous. Liberty North is now two and two after Southern two. but, the, but there's landmines out there. 
I mean, there's games, you know, Blue Springs got off to an 0-2 start and it looked like they'd be lucky to sniff a win. And, and they go and they beat Staley and Park Hill in back-to-back weeks. And so you're kind of – you don't know exactly – exactly who they are. I mean, yeah, I mean, that's, and then they get crushed by Liberty North. So that's, that's one of those things you've got to be careful if you're a, a class six school of those little landmines that are out there for during the regular season. And if you're going to have the bad week, have it during the regular season, because uh, those two um, district, you know, all the Kansas City teams go into two districts, Liberty, Liberty North, Blue Springs, Blue Springs South go into one district. And then the Ray Pecks and the Rockhurst and Park Hill and all them going to another. So uh, there's some tough games out there and it's, it's definitely, you got to be careful each week and, you go down to class five and geez, I don't know. Grand Valley looks pretty good. Platte yeah. County, North Kansas city can be anybody, you know, Sta- Staley's showing signs of life. So you want to, you want to be careful with them. So it, it's, it's crazy in those, in those two classes. Yeah. And it, it's funny. Um, I think, you know, the, the, the COVID in the summer and what you did do and what you didn't do, yeah. maybe muddied the waters or at least brought everybody, I think, you know, closer together. At least that's my interpretation so far that we were talking about, okay, does it, does it, does it separate teams? It seems like maybe it's, it's brought the pack closer, closer together. How about this? You know, what do you make of the blue Valley teams? Cause they go into COVID and they come out and it's kind of a totally different thing. Blue Valley Northwest, which finished what last in the EKL last year, they might be the best of the bunch. Well, and you know, the one thing about blue Valley Northwest is, if you, if you kind of paid attention last year, they were better and they had nothing to show for it. They were kind of in the same spot Blue Valley West was in a couple of years ago where they won like one or two games. And, and if, you, if you saw them on film or, or, or caught some of their stat lines and, and, and watched them, the, you know, just how the games were. Um, and, they, you know, they're one of the schools that use our digital scout platform. So you can really kind of see play by play and ebb and flow of their games. They were getting better. And then they kind of broke through last year, last two years, and had played really good football and were a, a really good team. And, and we've talked about this before, had Olathe North on the ropes and took, took them to OT in the playoffs. I mean, that's a, a pretty solid team. Northwest was kind of like that last year. They've got a, a now junior quarterback in Mikey Pauley who's putting up great numbers. And a lot of these kids have – there's a lot of sophomores that played the last, last year and some juniors or some seniors that played since they were sophomores. So this is a group that's really kind of come together. Think about like Shawnee Mission Northwest when Ty Black started as a sophomore. They, were, they, they sniffed some stuff, and then last year they really broke through. And that's kind of what you, you got with the Blue Valley Northwest. And, and I think that, you know, Clint Ryder's a guy who won at the school he came from in, in, in Western Kansas. And I think that, the, you know, you got to sometimes when a program takes a talent dive, not necessarily just, you know, the, the Zagunas was there before, the just the talent. Sometimes you get some classes, even at class six schools and six A schools in Kansas, that you just don't get some kids that are, you just don't get a good group of kids. Uh, and, and they, you know, there was, their numbers were down and now they've got them back up. The weight room, they, their weight room is really, taken off in all their sports and, and they really got the, a recommitment to that. And um, you're seeing it with Blue Valley Northwest. It's going to be tough to tell with the Blue Valley schools because they're only playing each other. So you're not really going to have a gauge and they're going to have a hard time gauging um, where they're at. Like this week, Shawnee Mission Northwest and Aquinas had openings. They're going to play each other. What a great, oh, what a great game yeah. that's going to be. I think that's fun. And hopefully Tank Young's going to play uh, for Aquinas and, and Blake Anderson might have dinged up. I don't know. They, they said he came out in that game on Friday, but it may have just been, they were up on Raytown and if he was nicked up, they, they kind of pulled him out. But, no, it's uh, it, they're, the Blue Valley schools are going to be interesting because we just don't know. We won't know until playoffs. <laughs> Not at all. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so you mentioned that game. So let's start on the Kansas side for your REMAX Big Three uh, in the Sunflower State. Uh, St. Thomas Aquinas uh, hosting Shiny Mission yes. Northwest. That, that, I mean, there's some, there's some Aquinas kids who are in that <laughs> Northwest district who could be playing for the Cougars. Yeah, no, and this is, a, this is kind of the, the group that Coach Bo Black has kind of pointed to. I mean – when he took that job over 
I can't forget if it's five or six years. I can't, I think his son was either in seventh or eighth grade and he moved there and that, and they played middle school football together. All these kids played together. And then Ty's been starting since he was a sophomore year. And now he's a senior, this group that they've been building towards. And, and they've, they, you know, they got the offense first. The offense was going the last two years. They were able to score points. Now they've got the defense playing. Now, mind you, Shawnee Mission East and Shawnee Mission North are not St. Thomas Aquinas. Yeah. Uh, and Coach Black, I've got, I've got a podcast I'll be putting up uh, with him. He's on our show this week. And he said, he said, I think that's one of the best defensive lines. Aquinas is one of the best defensive lines he's seen, uh, you know, just in terms of just tap pure talent. And, oh, and they do. They have a great defensive line. And, uh, and so it, Reeves, yeah. Yeah, and so it's – and uh, we kind of joked with him and, you know, saying, hey, you tell Ty to get rid of the ball quick. And uh, Coach Walmsgans, who does it with me, he's like, I'm sure Mama's told him, you know, mm-hmm. catch it and throw it <laughs> and get rid of it. No, it's, I think it's a great game for both of them. I mean, Coach Black is, is thrilled about it. And, and, and he said that uh, he talked to Coach Dryling and they're both excited about the chance, you know, just come out of it healthy. And they both will be better teams because of that game. Yeah, absolutely. Um, also on the Kansas side, Olathe North and Gardner Edgerton meet up. Trailblazers with one of the biggest wins of the week last week in the area. Yeah, they go to Mill Valley and get that win. And, and you know, they're starting a freshman quarterback. I had to look again, and, and I talked with Coach Cornelson uh, this week as well. They threw the ball 27 times, which is more than they threw it all last year. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and uh, in fact, he made the joke that they have a freeze play where they try and draw teams offside. But they actually last year ran that play more than they threw the ball <laughs> in games. They had a stat on that. So, yeah, they're changing things up a little bit. They, they've got a little different skill set with some of their kids. Uh, Olathe North, they had a tough game with Olathe. Olathe West is a pretty solid team. I, I think that, the, you know, they got kind of blown out by Lawrence. I think Lawrence is pretty good and was playing pretty well. We'll see how they come out of um, their two-week quarantine when they play Bishop Carroll on Saturday. But, no, Olathe North is, you know, they've lost the names but they look the same. So it's, it's definitely going to be a good one. And, um, you know, and, and depending on how this, you know, Gardner putting the ball in the air, they, they threw it a lot. They had some turnovers, but they, you, you saw them. I mean, they can, mm-hmm. they can do a lot of, and they turned over Mill Valley too. So it's, it's a, it could be a crazy game though. Latham North has the opportunity to really kind of control the pace of that game with the way they run the ball. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Lawrence free state and Mill Valley. In, yes, uh, they combined uh, 0 and 5 between us. Licking their wounds right now. <laughs> yeah, and, you know, Free State's 0 and 3. And, you know, they've, they've played good good games. I mean, they've played, you know, Latham North, DeSoto, and Lawrence, at least some at North. And, and that's and – I wouldn't, I wouldn't wish those three on anybody, especially a team that's rebuilding. And um, I think they feel like they've got their feet underneath them a little bit. Um, they were a little more competitive than the score looked in least some at North. And Mill Valley's coming off, you know, two losses in a row. And Cooper Marsh is uh, – you'd be the expert to ask how long Cooper Marsh is out uh, – um, he's, I mean, it could be, could be one more week. It could be a few more. Um, yeah, that's kind of up in the air. But I mean, yeah, that 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 hit as they're driving in to tie the game against Bittenville, uh, the, the the hit while sliding, breaking three of his ribs. That that might have cost Mill Valley two losses, right? Yeah. There, you know, and that, you know, so they're a team that's looking to, to bounce back. And uh, second week with the backup quarterback prop, I would I would assume they'll be a little smoother on things, and that will will go well. And and uh, when you talk to Coach Stewart from Free State, he's like. He's like, look, he goes, I, he goes, I hate to see that for Cooper Marsh. He goes, but I'll be honest with you. He goes, the kid behind him is pretty good. So we, we know we've got to be ready to play. And, um, but he likes, he likes their team. He likes how they're playing, even though they're 0-3. And I think these are two teams. And if you're free state, you go to the other side. Just get better by week eight. Yeah. And the, the other side of the state is not very right. good. Junction City is ranked, not in my rankings that I turn into K-Preps. They are ranked fourth. They played Washburn Rule to a three-point game. And free oh. not for state. Lawrence was up like thirty to nothing in right? halftime yeah. <laughs> on Washburn. If I'm if I'm Derby or anybody else over there, I don't want to see Lawrence, and probably don't want to see Free State in the second round. Yeah. 
I mean, because Free State, by the time they get through with their schedule, because they've played some different, you know, they, they went out and played at least some. They were going to try and play Lincoln Prep, but that game got canceled. I mean, they, they've got to have some losses, but they're, they're a pretty solid team. You know, once they get some of their younger guys, you know, kind of in, in place and get them up, up to speed, they're going to be pretty good. So, no, I think that's a, you, you, a big three game with five in a row combined between the teams is not necessarily, but, I mean, yeah. I'm like, no, these are two teams that are pretty solid, and this is going to be a good game. Um, on the Missouri side, we have Belton. We've been talking much about the Pirates this year, and they're going to Raytown. Yeah, they are, and, and they are a team that's coming off an 0-10, um, which is very uncharacteristic under Todd Vaughn, and this is his eighth year there now. Uh, they, you know, he, he told us, he said that before the, the four last year, before the five, before the fir- first five years he was there, they started out 0-2 just because of scheduling. I think they played Ray Pack the first week every, you know, yeah. as, a, as a rivalry for the, for the first week, and um, he said, yeah, he goes, he goes, and they always, they always got better. I mean, they were, they, they were always like a late season team and would beat somebody in the first round of the playoffs that they probably shouldn't and, and gave some teams like battle who went deep and won state title, gave them all they could handle. Last year, they had nine seniors, uh, no linemen in the senior group. This year they have nine linemen who are seniors. Yeah. So, I mean, it's a, just a different team and they've, their schedule has been soft. I mean, they played some teams that they should beat, but they've hammered them including Fort Osage last week. They really could be 5-0. Ruskin, uh, they didn't play Ruskin. Ruskin canceled them, uh, canceled on them on like 4 o'clock on a Friday. They, they, they had a, someone who had symptoms and it hadn't gotten the test back, so they said, hey, we're just not going to play, which was, you know, the, the solid move. But Belton would have probably beaten Ruskin too. They played Raytown team's got two losses to Aquinas and North Kansas City. Uh, that's pretty good. And so this yeah. is going to be a good you're measuring stick for Belton. So I, I, think, I think Belton's a team, if they get this win, they, they still got Green Valley on there schedule they've got some good games on their schedule left that they're gonna have to play but they're gonna be a tough team and that's a that's a squad to keep an eye on as, as the season goes on and Raytown at the same point I mean Raytown's a young team but they've kind of been they they know the deal now here too they've been doing this for the last few years Park Hill hosts uh Liberty North a couple wins here for for Liberty North can they kind of round into form and look more like the team we saw in 2019 uh, their quarterback position is kind of settling down and they're kind of finding their way but then they get – and this is the beauty of the goal. Then you get a Park Hill team who played Lee Summit West to overtime, who who went to Blue Springs and lost by three in a game I thought they probably would have won, but they just didn't match up well on the offensive line. Pretty good line. two and three team, I would say, yeah. Probably. Yeah, I mean, you know, and then and then really their offense kind of clicked in last week and uh, they got things going. And they've got really one of the best weapons in the city in Jalen Noel. And now they've got a, a sophomore running back who stepped in who's kind of got his feet underneath him. Uh, and they're moving the ball back and forth and, and uh, they're – their quarterback is doing a good job of, of, you know, spreading it around. So now Noel's not getting double covered. That's, that makes him a huge weapon. You know, they know how to find a guy and get a guy a ball who's really good, a la Ronnie Bell. They've done it before. Uh, and Liberty North is, is you know, on a two-game winning streak and playing really well. It just, Park Hill just can't win back-to-back games. I mean, that's their, their thing. They're kind of win-lose, win-lose. They've lost a couple in a row uh, and then one. You know, so they, they're just – this is that middle class of the, of the suburban gold where you just got to grind and you got to, when you got a chance to beat somebody, beat somebody. And if you don't go on to the next week and try and beat somebody the next week. All right. And last, but certainly not least here, uh, Lee Summit West and Rockers. Lee Summit West has never beaten Rockers. Now they're 0 three in the playoffs, three years okay. in a row, 16, 17 and 18. Okay. Yeah. Only played three times. The first time they ever played in the regular season, Lee Summit West finally went ahead and, and scheduled them. Uh, congratulations. Welcome to the party. You, you're, I mean, you're officially a big boy once you schedule rockers, uh, but they lost three years in a row, all three times in the playoffs at Lee Summit West, which means Lee Summit West was the higher seed each time they got beat. Um, so, and part of the reason I think that, that they struggled is they didn't play them in the regular season. 
So it was everything on the line. It's Rockhurst. It's that, you know, and sometimes, you know, even at the high school level, even more, this, the Jersey across the field can get you beat. Sometimes it yeah. doesn't really matter who's in it. Even if you're a better team, you can get beat that way. And you know what? Lisa and West did that a lot to people in class five and class four when they were dominating, they just roll into some teams and it, you know, they'd see the Titan on the helmet and be like, Oh man, we got no chance. And so scheduling them in the regular season is a big thing. And, and, you know, coming off that, that uh, Ray Peck win is, is even better too. They've got confidence. They're playing well. Uh, and, and they, and they, and they're, there's not a, they get an easy team where they can come out and, yeah. you know, live off their laurels. And like, you know, they know they got rockers and rockers is playing well. And um, they got the rockers is getting healthy uh, and, and they're getting better each week. And, and they jumped all over Bishop Yeage last week. Bishop Yeage is a good football team. They're on two. On two, yeah. Oh. Yes. <laughs> Watch out, yeah. right? Right? If you get a, you get a, a, a four and four uh, Bishop Miage team coming into. Uh, oh, I'm sure a lot of those teams w. that are that are sitting in four A, who are looking like you know in the second round, thinking, oh wow, we got the two seed. And now you're, yeah. you're you get in the second round and you're freaking playing Miage. You're like, oh, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, lastly, here um, Missouri's announced. Misha announced that uh, they're changing venues for the Show Me Bowls for the state championship games. Who's moving where? What what classes are moving? They where? haven't said yet, but I theorize it will go like this. One and two will play at Blair Oaks. Blair Oaks is a class two slash three school. That's right. probably about the right size. A football power in the small school. Yes, yes. In fact, uh, won the class two title two years ago, I think it was. Yeah, two years ago, three years, two years ago. Um, yeah. And then uh, the Jeff City Helias is another host, I would assume. Three and four would probably be there. And then Other five and six. A lot of state championships, yeah. And the funny thing about it is, Blair Oaks and Helias have a legitimate chance to make it to the state championship game, so they can't play at home. So there may be some flip-flopping in there as well. I'm not sure what the schedule is going to be. I don't know if they're going to if they're going to do the same schedule they had done. Uh, well, six will still play the weekend before, so I'm not. I, I assume that'll be at Jeff City High. So, you know, they could play two games at Jeff City if they needed to, and 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 with eight man and and that kind of thing. So it'll be it'll be interesting to see how it, how it shakes out. But uh, no, I. I think it's for them, it's going to be a different experience. You know, the fans should be able to pack the, I'm not sure what the fan situation is going to be. Tickets will be hard to come by. It may just be through your school. I would assume just because of social distancing, thing like that. On the other hand, and you and I joked about this before we got going, uh, media is going to be interesting because that's a high school press box, which generally means you get like two people, you know, two, three, four media members up there, which nobody's in the press box right now. Anyway, Um, it's going to be the first week of December. There's no guarantee it's going to be 65 degrees and sunny. Outdoor press box. Yes. Outside the press box, they may have some, some seating areas set up. But here's one of the things I don't think people really realize when they, when they either – if they've ever gone to one of these games is that the smaller classes, class two, three, and four, if you go into the press box, whether it was Mizzou or the Edward Jones Dome, there are radio stations, these little town radio stations that cover these things every year, no matter who's playing. And there's like seven or eight radio stations that broadcast these games. And it's, and it's, it's crazy because I remember, you know, five, six years ago, I was, I was down at um, St. Louis and, you know, there's just a lot of people there for the class three or, you know, it was like class four had a lot of people there and was broadcasting that game. And then I went up and did radio for class six and I got up to the press box in class six and I'm like, where did everybody go? It was like KCWJ here in Kansas city was doing it. And I think that there, I didn't even know if there was a St. Louis radio station that did it. And it was, and it was CBC and, and blue spring South. And, Really, there was no. Uh, it was a it was a webcast, so 
uh, that a lot of people didn't get. So the, the, the KCWJ radio was like the only thing in Kansas City that people were getting on and online. I remember Tom Cruise ironically texting me during the game saying, hey, keep up the good work. We're all like everybody, all the Kansas City coaches were listening to KCWJ. So no, it's a, it's going to be an interesting thing in terms of that. And, and you don't know, you know, how the media situation is going to be, which is if your fans can't go, the media is how we, you know, contrary to what others, what some school districts in the Metro Police Summit might think, the, not having fans and limiting media is is fighting against the same battle yeah. uh and and that's something that you know we we ran into this week we were totally some of they could have two media outlets and then i i think that may have changed or something and the district ad told me in an email oh we feel that's plenty of coverage well first off it's not his decision it, it, it's not a district's ad decision to say how much coverage is the appropriate amount of coverage yeah. we're there to serve the fans and the people who can't go and, and so it's, it's, I understand, we understand. And, and, and to make it sound like any of, you know, your people or my people are an issue at a football game. Look, the, my staff is a bunch of pasty faced guys who spend time in their basement. They're, they're wearing, I mean, they're going to wear a mask and be socially distanced and do all that stuff. They don't want to get sick. They don't want to get anybody sick. They want to go and do their job and, and inform the people who can't go much like you guys are able to, to go and shoot videos. So you can show highlights for people who can't go and sit at home on Friday nights and watch Haley and, and you guys do the, the, the post game there on Friday nights and, and, you know, the stuff we do on the, on the web. So that's my little rant on that. And um, you know, I, we've said that being said for most places we've been to, we've had no issues. Um, I just feel like that some places have some issues that they, I don't think they're really looking at. So that's going to be a question for state and, and it'll be a question at Kansas too. Now, Kansas, as far as I know, is still playing in Pittsburgh and Emporia, which are those college press boxes which spread things out. In fact, I've heard that uh, when you go to Pitt State, the uh, suites at Pitt State is where they will put you sometimes if you are I've been media in members. I've the suites before. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, uh, Sam McDowell told me this is a long time ago. He left, he left down and he went, he was in Springfield doing uh, Missouri class uh, five and then he took off and went to, <laughs> took off and went to Pittsburgh the next day. And he's like, I get to Pittsburgh and he goes, I'm in a suite by myself, yeah. you know, got a little table there, got everything I need. And I was like, no, it's, some of those little college campuses like Pittsburgh and Emporia have got little sweet areas that they can put, put media in. And it's fantastic. So awesome. that's, that's, the, that's the gist here. Let's take care of the media. That's the first thing. That's, that's, that's the point of this podcast. Yes. Right? <laughs> all right. We'll wrap this thing up for Dion Clisell. I'm Mick Schaefer. Be sure to catch all the high school coverage. You can stomach uh, this Friday night on 41 action news and at prepskc.com where, uh, we work together to try to get you as many highlights as possible. And then, of course, uh, on the website, uh, Dion, all the more than just scores, stats. I mean, how, how, many, how, many, how many games, how many teams do you have stats now? Uh, um, well, we basically – we're almost hitting about the – we're getting close to that 50%. You know, there's about 55 games a week. That's where we're kind of averaging right now. Yeah. We originally started out about 60, but now we're about down to about 55. Uh, and, and we're getting about half of those teams, uh, half of those games have got some sort of live, either live stats or teams will load their stats in after the game, you know, pretty close to it. You know, they, they, they don't have a way to do it, you know, live on the internet. Um, and then of course we've got, you know, coverage of more than uh, of almost half those games, whether it's story, uh, video, um, stats, or, you know, roundup type stuff, you know, three, four paragraph blurbs on, on those teams. So yeah, we're, uh, we're maxing out every week as much as we can and, and getting out there and, and getting as much coverage and uh, great partnership with you guys as well. And, and, and we've done a pretty good job of helping each other out where we need to and hitting some games that I'm at and you're not and you're at and I'm not. And, and there's, there, trust me, we could do 30 minutes on 41 every Friday night if we wanted no. to. We've got enough content. We've got to get Fallon off the air and we'll go yeah. to uh, 11 o'clock. Yes. 
Yes. Or, you know, it, you know, the news guys, they can take a night off. You know, it's not like a Supreme Court justice is dying or anything like that on a Friday night. <laughs> the weather is just fine always. Yes. City. We don't need to report on that. <laughs> All right, Dion, we appreciate the time. It's always fun. Thank you as well for joining us on Snap Tackle Pod.